0: Hi, welcome back to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to help create more female leaders in the workplace. Today, I've got a guest, Emily Burnett, and we're going to answer the question How can you feel more confident managing and spending your money? Emily Burnett is a financial coach and has been in your shoes before. She's worked in the corporate world. She has had struggles with going into debt to fund her career and recognized that there could be more out there for her, and now she helps more women confidently manage and spend their money. If you cringe at the word budget and feel like that is super restrictive, you're in great hands with Emily. All right, everyone. We've got Emily Burnett with us. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Nicole. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Me too. I got introduced to Emily through one of my past guests. If you have listened to the episode with Alyssa Rhoda, after I was talking with her and saw her post something on LinkedIn, also recommending Emily and how great she is, I thought, hey, perfect opportunity to have another guest on the podcast in the sense of helping women be more confident at managing their money. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm really excited about our conversation. Awesome. I
1: was so excited when you reached out. I was, first of all, excited and just really grateful for Alyssa's shout out. She's wonderful. We've paths at a company for just a few weeks. But it was enough to connect us, and now we're connected.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I love the power of networking and lifting other women up is what I'm all about. So I'm super excited to be getting connected with you and learning more about how you can provide value to some of these women within my audience. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Feel free to share with us some of your professional side. And then if you want to sprinkle a little bit of your personal side in there, too, we always love that as well thanks again for having me on, Nicole. Like you mentioned, I'm Emily Burnett.
1: I'm a financial coach for women. And I recently left my corporate job. I'd been there for five years. I'd been doing various things that I'll get into later for employment. And I'm a Montana girl. I love it there. I live outside Salt Lake City, Utah now, but am kind of headed into a travel chapter
0: as I network and build my business. That's a little bit about me. That's amazing. We were up in Montana in August and went up there for a family vacation and absolutely beautiful. So (laughs) love that. You're saying the right things. I love (laughs) (laughs) it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm excited for our conversation today because I think it's a message many women, especially at these entry-level roles, need to hear. And understand, create you know great habits around money and that mindset. So I'd love to hear maybe starting with your career. What has your story with career and money been like?
1: Yeah, well, I would love to answer that question. It's crazy how intertwined they are. And I spent a lot of my cumulative career in entry-level roles. I mean, that's, that's where you start. What career... Chapter, what I say I'm on now, my fourth. And in each of the previous chapters, I started at an entry level position and was able to progress and develop and then kind of pivot to another career. So I'll tell you where I started right out of college. I was hired by my uncle at a commercial real estate and development company in Las Vegas. After that, I was hired by accident. It's kind of a funny story. I was hired by accident at the Huntsman Cancer Institute in regulatory affairs. It was a temporary position. I had put something on my resume, not at all deceptive and I didn't even think it could be. And the hiring team thought I had worked elsewhere before. And so it was only on the first day that they asked about that. And I said, oh no, I, I didn't work. The place you thought I worked, But it worked out, that temporary position turned into a full-time position and a lot of wonderful connections and personal growth. And I was about 30 at that time and feeling like just that call for to do something more. I wanted to have more career opportunities and kind of a wider net to cast. So I quit my job, I moved to the Bay Area, And I started completely over. I went to a web development boot camp and I'm not, I was not a coder at all, Mm -hmm. but I survived (laughs) and moved back to Utah because that is where my professional network is and ones at the time and carved out a career in technology. So Mm -hmm. mostly on the technical side of marketing, but I, I very much started over. And that was a a really awesome thing for me personally and then for my money. So how money comes into all of this, Mm -hmm. I was kind of a disaster with money through my late teens, 20s into, I'd say, about 30 was kind of the pivot point. I was taught better. I have amazing parents who are frugal and wise and i just had to learn the hard way so i accumulated a lot of debt and that big career pivot i just told you about was funded by debt and no plan or how i was going to afford life with the amount of debt i had and was taking on yeah so at about 30 i kind of had my change of heart about money like i At this point, I had doubled my salary pre-boot camp. That was exciting. yeah. And yet my cost of living had matched it. And I thought, I make too much money to feel this strapped and kind of stuck. And that's really where my money life changed.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Love to hear that. And Love always hearing kind of the backstories of where people moved from place to place and super interesting to hear about the one that thought you worked somewhere else and maybe that was <laughs> partly why they hired you and then learning that was different and kind of moving and rolling with the flow, I guess. That's that's really cool. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: I've definitely learned it's never too late to invest in yourself and and make sometimes really big changes. And I don't regret making that, you know, big career pivot. It has been so good for me. But I definitely had a lot of stress because of how I planned or didn't plan.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: hopefully what I share can help some of your listeners prevent some of the stress I had and some of the debt. And if they're in a similar position, just inspire them
0: for what's ahead. Absolutely. When you talk about money management, what are you referring to specifically? Yeah.
1: So such a fun question to talk about because when money comes up, as it does for me in conversation with a lot of different people, people will assume that I'm, I'm talking about investments or kind of the big money stuff. And I'm definitely not. I'm not qualified to. I'm not licensed to talk about those things or offer investing advice I'm talking about the real basic parts of money and I think that's where the magic happens so that is where my kind of pivot was so impactful Mm -hmm. is because I stopped focusing so much on you know the big stuff and I just need to get the roots right and the best news is that Anybody can focus on those. So I'm talking about budget and that still, even though I love my budget, (laughs) it's still kind of a loaded word and a lot of women are resistant to it. And so that's part of my mission is redefining it, rephrasing it, reframing budgeting. But that is when I talk about money management, I'm talking about monthly money management about you know how you plan your spending how you get proactive instead of reactive Mm -hmm. as I look back on everything before I turned 30 31 it was very reactive it was hypothetical you know on a spreadsheet and I felt like I was always cleaning up Mm -hmm. and That is no longer the case. So I I love helping people get ahead of their money so they plan their spending in a way that they're satisfied with. And then the tracking and the kind of yucky parts of budgeting don't feel so bad at all because it's all part of working your plan toward your goals. Yeah, what
0: led you to... When you were in a space where you said, like, I funded this program with debt, which is such a powerful way to put it, because I think a lot of people would say, hey, I I bought this program or I paid for this thing and I'm investing into myself. And you're acknowledging that that was debt, you know, putting you into debt to do this thing. What ended up leading you into this direction of helping other women you know, manage their money with more confidence. What What were you going through, and I guess what kind of led you to that that desire to do it? Uh-huh, for sure, it's it's so much more than just budgeting. Right, um, it's really getting
1: on purpose with the money that you earn, and getting on purpose with giving yourself options in your career and in your life and where you live. And so it was the contrast between what was now an option for me Mm -hmm. and what had not been an option. And I want to just like throw open my window and yell (laughs) to anybody who will listen. This can change your life. And knowing how it feels and remembering how it felt to feel like a money mess and feel like on the outside, you have everything together Mm -hmm. and you're paying your bills you're generally a responsible, sharp person, but you're kind of shackled by some shame or embarrassment about the amounts in your accounts right, or the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted, I want to, that is, that is the mission I'm on with my business is helping other women kind of cross that bridge, you know, from spinning to winning with money
0: is one of my kind of taglines that I like to use. mm mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like what you're saying with budgeting. I think a lot of people do look at that as restrictive and I have to hold back and I can't do the fun things, you know, immediately when, when we might think of that word. So I love that you're working to reframe how people see it as something that's empowering and in their benefit and not to their detriment.
1: Yes, that is such a huge call out, and I'm I'm glad you kind of highlighted that because that is such a big piece of this. And one other piece, this is kind of going back to your second question or your previous question, you asked about, you know, funding my career change with debt. And that was a part of my kind of financial transformation. I saw how much money I would get to keep every month if I did not have that debt. Right. It was over $1,100. Wow. And to to know that I could give myself that much of a raise if I could get rid of it was so motivating, especially when I saw how possible it was using my numbers. And then the budget became my friend and like the vehicle to a working that plan. And it's it's funny how we do think about budgets. As restrictive. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm on a budget. That means you're living really cheap and enjoying nothing. And that is that is proved so not true. Mm -hmm. So once I had this big reframe, it's like how I bought the e mountain bike I bought last year. It's how I've paid for travels. It well, it's not because the budget doesn't allow me to do anything. It just gives me a place to organize my money so that my needs are met.
0: hmm absolutely. So Emily, what would you say financial confidence looks like and how does that relate to spending? Yeah,
1: with financial confidence, it's the opposite of what I was experiencing before. You know, the shame of my debt load, that I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't really trust myself with financial decisions. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel at all confident in my ability to manage money. And I hear that from women I work with, like, oh, I'm just so bad with money. And to work with somebody where it just clicks and they see, oh, I'm not bad with money. I'm just not at a great system. And all of a sudden, they now start making their own decisions about their monthly money. And what they're going to prioritize, or what they might deprioritize, mm-hmm. and they they trust themselves, and I feel like that financial confidence also makes them and me, because this is still very much a me journey. More confident in financial conversations with other people it makes you more willing to seek out help and advice, but you still trust your gut and. So you don't upload your decisions, but you also don't isolate and not talk to anybody about your money.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting when you think of many of these things, like you're saying with money and being sometimes reactive instead of proactive and sometimes being impulsive and you know, by splurging on that thing and then later realizing, oh, maybe that wasn't the best investment. I also think about that relates so much to people's career and kind of, you know, when you're going with the flow and you're like, I hope one day I get promoted or I hope my boss sees these great things that I'm doing and wants me to move up or get a raise. You know, that's that reactive kind of mindset instead of saying, how could I, you know, make it farther in my career. Faster? You know, what could I be doing? Who could I be connecting with? Where are my, right? Like you start with those like free options that you can find online with maybe that's budgeting or same with career growth. What are those things like a podcast that you can get some great advice in? And then where do you head in that next step, right? Of investing into yourself, like through a coach like yourself, helping people to have that money confidence. Same with a coach for anything, right, that we want to get better at. And I think that it's so helpful to have these conversations of the awareness to help people realize, okay, yeah, I could, even though maybe I'm not making as much as I would like to right now, what could I be doing better to, you know, spend my money in a way that feels good or feels better than it currently does when I look at my bank account and think, where did all my money go from this month? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that connection. And there is very much truth to the fact, you know, passively waiting for opportunity to come Mm -hmm. doesn't feel really great, you know. And when you get on purpose with your money, which again has so much more like the budget, it's just the vehicle. But when you look at another big piece that I work with clients on is finding out how much their life really costs right now. And people think they have an, an answer, but they kind of have like the answer they want to be true. And it's usually like just under how much they're making. But if you'll really look at how much your life costs you right now, and you know, you may see then it's a thousand five hundred dollars a $1,000 more per month than you make. If you account for annual expenses and their monthly impact one you'll have a lot less emergencies to react to because you'll have surfaced them but you you now have information to make decisions with Mm -hmm. and so if you see that your income is actually not enough to pay for your current cost of living that's not a reflection of your worth or that you're bad with money You now just get to make decisions like, okay, turns out I can't be stagnant at this level. I have a compelling reason to make the case for my next promotion. And I may choose to make some changes to my spending so that it is within my income. And I would say, this is just one thought that occurred to me, Mm -hmm. that money wants to come to a good home. So no matter where you are at right now financially and how much you're making, if you take good care of it, that definitely has room for buying the things you like. But if you're just proactive with it and you, you organize it and you take good care of it, money does want to come to you as long as it knows it's going to be appreciated and not like wander away or be lost in the
0: sofa cushions. Mm-hmm. So those are thoughts that came to me when you were speaking. Yeah. Taking control is so important in many of these different facets rather than, you know, kind of hoping things will work out, right? Uh, It is so important to recognize, first have the recognition around, okay, could I be doing better with this? And then, okay, now that I have the awareness, what are things that I could be doing to start working towards that change? And I know For me, at least in my career, that was huge for me to realize, okay, I do see a future for me at this organization. How can I make that happen as quickly as possible? And, you know, for a lot of my career, I was reactive and hoped that people would see the great things that I was doing. And then I realized that wasn't actually happening most of the time and that I wasn't going to be just having all this money thrown at me in terms of raises because not all my bosses were recognizing what I was doing and contributing until I started having that communication around it. And I think that's so similar to the money aspect is having the awareness, where is my money going? Where do I want it to go? Is that, you know, needing to have a conversation with my boss about asking for a raise if it's been, even every year, cost of living increases, in my opinion, should be happening. And if they're not, you know, what, how else are you being rewarded for, you know, the time that you're spending at these organizations and how does that impact, you know, your spending and what you're doing there and whether or not you decide to make a career change. Uh-huh.
1: So true. I agree.
0: <laughs> what do you wish more women knew about money management?
1: Oh, a long list. I'll keep it short, though. I wish they knew how fun it is. And that's not like because you're stacking coins on your desk and that is fun. Mm -hmm. It's what it makes possible and what it removes from your life, which is a huge amount of stress. And I had one client who said for the first time in like 10 years, I sleep well at night because she wasn't stressed. Even though their numbers hadn't changed, she knew what they were working with. And so, yes, I I wish that more women knew that it's not a should, because for me, for a long time, it was a should. Like, I should budget, which meant I should live really cheaply and never buy anything I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I should never eat out. And I I love helping people discover just how much they can afford and guilt-free. So that is... It, the guilt is almost the thing, keeping them from wanting to manage their money. But when they get on purpose and when they get excited, the, the guilt goes away and they feel empowered. And a lot of parts of their life that were previously kind of messy suddenly become clear. Relationships become more clear. Mm-hmm. And just like you were talking about that, you get more proactive. In your career, you get more proactive in the life you are creating instead of playing small. And so I wish for women and and I will continue in my business helping them see how getting on purpose with your money is really a critical first step to getting on purpose with your life. And then they go hand in hand, like your life will evolve as you evolve and as you grow and progress. And you evolve your money plan Mm -hmm. as as all that happens.
0: So this isn't something
1: you do when you're broke. It's something you do kind of the rest of your life. Like, what are my priorities? And how are they represented in how I arrange my money and how I plan my spending? And there is really nothing better than having money set aside for the things that bring you a lot of joy in life. For Mm -hmm. me, it's like outdoor gear. I love outdoor clothing. Nice. And having money set aside for for road trips or clothes is almost like a double hit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. You get excited that it's there. And then when you spend and there's no guilt and you know that all your expenses are covered, it's a pretty magical feeling. And I want to introduce as many women as possible to that feeling.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It made me think of, as you were talking, sometimes we think, oh, when we get that next pay bump, you know, then I'm all of a sudden going to have all of this financial freedom, right? And then it's weird how we get that pay bump and then all of a sudden we're still feeling broke or we're still feeling strapped or we're still feeling stressed. You know, those words that like we will find, we easily find ways to spend the money that we have. So I love what you're saying is, is having that awareness and, you know, confidence and empowerment with recognizing and choosing where, you know, these things go and getting, getting ahead if you are in some debt, kind of figuring out how to start to manage it. Because I remember when I was 18 and I ran up a credit card for the first time, my parents didn't really talk to me about money. I got this credit card. I thought it was this magical thing that I could just charge to and really never have to worry about paying off. You know, I was very naive. And I was like, if I just don't ever look at it, then I won't ever have to stress about it. And then like a year later, I totally went to collections. I was freaking out because that was affecting my credit score that I also really had no awareness around. And so I learned the hard way because I had to start kind of from a very low, you know, range 100. of Having some of that financial freedom, I very much had to work hard to start paying that. I mean, it was a small amount, but it was huge to me back then. And so having the awareness of, okay, I'm going to choose to deal with this. I know it needs to get done. Like I am going to have control over how I want to start, you know, paying this off. And I think some of that just having that awareness of, okay, I want to do this. And now I need to figure out how can take away so much of that stress of the like, where is this money going to come from? And choosing to live your life slightly differently so that you can, you know, chip away at some of those things that might feel a little overwhelming.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And as you talk about, you know, we think that there's a a career level look at too or a position in life where we don't stress about these things. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had when I tell people what I do. And they're very established in very lucrative careers. And even they'll say, oh yeah, I need to be better with money. Mm-hmm. And so now is a great time for everyone to to get excited about it and to to take care of it. And and because there really is no like magic horizon you get to where you're like, I have all the money, I don't need to worry. And, and there's just, yeah, a lot of opportunity to come kind of face to face with who you are and what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. So how w- would people get in touch with you if they want to work with you and feel like, hey, I feel like I'd be in good hands with Emily <laughs> and working through this. Part of that is, you know, approaching it without shame and having, you know, that awareness in the sense that, like you mentioned, Uh, people feeling shame and not wanting to talk so we're not letting anyone know right (laughs) like only the bank teller truly knows where our account statuses are (laughs) but how would someone reach out to you if they wanted to work with you
1: yeah thanks for for asking that and quick side note on the bank teller thing (laughs) it's funny how long i spent kind of being embarrassed about what the bank teller thought about my Account balances mm-hmm. and I'd overdraft anyway. And I'm glad those days are behind me and I'm glad I have the tools to, you know, be different and happier with my money for the rest of my life. Why? But yeah, that's a very real, very real thing. And I think it's one reason why people enjoy our money conversations and enjoy working with me is that I've made the mistakes. And so there's, there's no judgment. It's a really safe place to air the dirty money laundry. Because <laughs> <As, laughs> it's not all that dirty talking to somebody about it, working with somebody on it, especially someone who gets it, is a really, really fun first step. And it's just kind of like a weed off. Anyway, so probably the best place to start is to get my guide. I have a, a free guide called The Money Guide for Independent Women from Spinning to Winning. And they can get that at my website, which is Moso so Money. M-O-S-O, money.com slash guide. And that will get them the gorgeous guide. And it will also put them on my email list. And they're always the first ones to hear about what so I'm doing. Um, I'm creating a digital course right now that I'm really excited about. It's like price point, super accessible. And that'll be launching around the holidays. So I'm really excited about what that will do for so many women. Mm -hmm. But yeah, getting the guy is kind of the first place to start to get into my world. And
0: from there, I'm easy to reach on my socials and via email. Cool, Awesome. Well, it was so nice chatting with you today, Emily. I got a lot out of it myself. And just having that, you know, conversation around money is a good thing to have. And So if nothing else, if people start having those conversations with, you know, their partner or their family or, you know, starting to just be aware, where are we at? You know, Mm -hmm. take a little bit of that inventory, then head over to Emily's website, download her guide to be, you know, the first to know about anything that she has coming out that will absolutely help you in, you know, those money goals that you have. So thanks again for coming and hanging out with me today.
1: Totally. My pleasure. Thanks, Nicole.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, friends. That was A great episode. I loved chatting with Emily and understanding how to better manage my own money. And the biggest step is that awareness. I loved how she talked about emergency funds and how to think about things in a 12 month span versus your month over month expenses, because she's right. If something comes up, We may not be prepared to handle that. So go check out Emily as she mentioned her website will be linked in the show notes. It's mosomoney.com. I am confident that you will be in great hands working with Emily and what better time than to start working with her now heading into the new year knowing how to manage your money and feeling so much more confident while doing it. Alright, until next time, we'll see you later.